0: Kia ora and welcome to Cultured Conversations. My name is Kirsten Lacey and I'm the Director of the Auckland Art Gallery, Toyo Tamaki. We've created this uh, podcast series in order to bring to you ideas and issues Facing and shaping the cultural wellbeing of our communities here in uh, Tamaki Makoro, Auckland, Aotearoa, New Zealand, and our broader region in particular, our relationships to Australia uh, are, are top of mind in this particular podcast. Um, what we're hoping to do in our, with our conversation partners is bring to you a really wide range of voices and leaders working in the space of business, corporate, arts and culture and their nexus. And today I'm just totally excited and thrilled to bring to you a conversation with Helen Carroll. Helen Carroll is the curator of the Wes Farmers Collection of Australian and also New Zealand Art. Not only that, she heads up the philanthropic arm of the business, particularly with respect to West Farmers' investment in the arts in Western Australia, but also right across Australia. Welcome, Helen. It's great to have you in Auckland.
1: Oh, Kaya and Kiora, It's lovely to be here on this beautiful country. Thank yes. you for having me. Yeah.
0: So a lot of people here in New Zealand, since you've been here in the last week or so, I've heard ask, "What is Wes Farmers and what does it do?" Um, obviously, um, many Australians would know one of one of the largest employers. Mm-hmm. But but yes. where did it come from? What was the origin of Wes Farmers, and what does Wes Farmers even mean?
1: Yes, of course. Well, it actually goes back to 1914. We started life out as a farmers cooperative in the southwest of West. Australia and it was an opportunity or a way for farmers to get together to um, bulk buy grains and fertilisers and and equipment. So it, it really came from that basis founded in the rural heartland of Western Australia and over a century or more now, um, it's grown into being one of uh, Australia's most diverse industrial and retail conglomerates now, corporates. So we have um, businesses right across many of the retail um, and industrial, I guess, industries, and with a footprint in pretty much every city and region of Australia, and also now in New Zealand through our Bunnings business principally, so, which are. I, I'm sure New Zealanders will be familiar with Bunnings, mm. so oh,
0: absolutely. There's one in every neighbourhood. Yes, that's great. Right. <laughs> um, and so you've been with Wes Farmers for 24 years. Yes,
1: 24 years.
0: And you've grown this incredible collection. But when you started, what was was there a collection when you started? And and what was the vision for growing a corporate collection at that
1: time? Yeah, absolutely. No, there was a collection when I started. In fact, the collection goes back to the mid-1970s. So it's actually one of um, the the earliest corporate collections in Australia. And indeed, it would be one of the few that's continuing to grow and develop. So... Back in the 1970s, um, when the company was young and hadn't quite listed on the stock exchange, but was still based in Perth. And I should say the company has always been headquartered in Perth. Even though we are you know, have that national footprint now, we're very firmly uh, rooted in the, the West Australian community. So back in 19, the mid-1970s, it was actually the, the vision and indi- individual passion of the company's general manager, John Benison, in those days um, that the when the collection started. So John himself was a collector of art in a very modest way, but when he built West Farmer's House, that our first corporate headquarters really, um, he had the idea to have a on the walls around us where people were working and where the shareholders of the company were coming to meet, works of Australian art that would really say something about the company's rural history, its basis in the rural heartland of Australia, but also our aspirations of being a sophisticated, modern and diverse society that valued intellectual pursuits, that valued creativity and innovation. And so John Benison really established the very early collection, as it were, just a handful of small, a small handful of uh, beautiful works by major Australian artists that importantly could represent good value from the perspective of shareholders of the company. So from the very early days in the 1970s, there was this dual focus on Whatever was acquired for the collection was a good investment from the perspective of shareholders, but also said something about Australian life and landscape and, and creativity. It's really quite visionary
0: in a way to yes. hear you talk about it in the sense that a company that's starting to really grow, uh, being listed, to invest shareholders' profits back into uh, a collection that reflects the company's values. Absolutely. One of the interesting aspects about the collection I've heard you talk about is the fact you have a no-storage policy, Mm -hmm. Helen. Yes. Everything you acquire for the collection is displayed in the offices of Wes Farmers um, or on loan. What do you think that does for the company? and And for the people who work um, with these extraordinary yeah. artworks around them every day.
1: every day, that's right. I mean, to my knowledge, I think we're the the only major collection uh, in Australia at least that that has a deliberate no storage policy. And I can attribute that to Michael Cheney, who has been ceo when 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 I was first employed twenty four years ago and is now, of course our chairman today. And he had, this very strong view that whatever was acquired for the collection had to be enjoyed by people, had to be out there for the sake of artists, for the sake of of the community. So it's been a wonderful distinctive aspect of the life of our collection within the overall culture of West Farmers. So I I think it's made our collection part of the very DNA of the the company in, in that respect. So no matter what level you are in the company, you are surrounded by really wonderful examples of Australian and, as you say, New Zealand art. And it really enriches the working life enormously, I think. There's always that stimulation. You've got the visual stimulation, but through having artist talks and curator talks, On a regular basis through the year, we encourage West Farmers employees to come along and meet artists, to meet curators, to bring their families and their friends in. And we really have a strong focus on making the collection part of. The everyday life of the company, so it's a talking point. It's a it's a, a focus for discussion, but it's also a focus for team building as well. Mm. Yeah. I just love the
0: way it feels like when you're in the West Farmers headquarters. This idea that healthy. Culture, healthy people, healthy community goes Mm. hand in hand with healthy economy and healthy business.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And that dual investment's really there. It's also there by virtue of the philanthropic work that Wes Farmers does. Over $5 million a year invested into. The into, arts. Into arts and, and this culture. Is what was initially a farming collective and now a largely retail brand. Yes,
1: that's right. Yeah. Why
0: invest in the arts?
1: Well, there's always been this serious understanding that has been in the company through successive boards and managing directors that above and beyond employment and the business aspect of what you do as a corporation, there is a moral ethical obligation to be part of the prosperity of society as a whole. So, And a large part of that is giving back to the community and being an active player in supporting the life of the community beyond employment. So there's always been a focus on philanthropy. However, in the 1980s, when pretty much no other corporate in Western Australia and only few in Australia were supporting the arts, West Farmers, Was there? We were we were starting our very first forays into an involvement with um, with arts and culture through a relationship that we slowly evolved with the Art Gallery of Western Australia. So we had this nascent collection of our own art. There was some interest from the Art Gallery of Western Australia in showing that work to the community of the uh, Western Australia, and so that was the beginning of a conversation that has continued over. The decades since. So we're their longest running continuing arts partner.
0: And the other aspect of your philanthropic work I wanted to get your thoughts on. It's not so much a grant making.
1: You engage
0: in long term relationships. Yes. Yes. Why do you do that?
1: We realise that, you know, you can achieve so much more once you understand each party. So the nature of partnership, the nature of collaboration has shown us that the the strengths and the rewards for the society and for the community come through time Mm. and conversations. We don't have that transactional sponsorship approach. We really take the view that Over the long term for the community that we're operating in or the communities that we're operating with, we need to work with key partners that want to change the cultural landscape for the better for the nation. Those changes have to be step changes, really. We want to be able to work with our arts partners in ways that enable them to move up to the next level of support, to be always reaching for greater levels and of involvement with the community. But Also, you know, really developing innovation in a genuine way and meeting needs that are not met. Mm -hmm. And and I guess that's really why West Summers got involved in art sponsorship and art support in the first place. Because back in the 1980s, when we were establishing that early relationship with Art Gallery of Western Australia, there were no other corporates doing that kind of work in Australia, so, or in Western Australia, I should say, and only very few nationally. So it was an unmet need in our community in western australia so and it was opportunity you know an opportunity there for west farmers to do something that was meaningful and that it could really carve out an interesting niche for that it's so interesting hearing you talk here in new zealand last
0: year a corporate collection went up for auction mm-hmm. with um, some controversy around it. Uh, uh, it was the Bank of New Zealand and it was a collection that was developed when the Bank of New Zealand was owned by the central government. So a public collection which transferred right. um, to private hands. In fact, an Australian company, ANZ, bought the Bank of New Zealand and mm-hmm. then um, later Years decided to liquidate it, uh, mm-hmm. and and it went it went to auction. Um, in the highly unlikely event that West <laughs> Farmers' <laughs> leadership changed to a substantial degree, or you had enough noise from your shareholders about the collection and the philanthropic arm of work, and it was looking to be liquidated. Mm-hmm. What would your hopes be for the collection mm. or what happens yeah. at the, that kind of yeah. end of day's moment um, yeah. for it?
1: I like to think that it wouldn't get to that point for for a start and I think because our collection plays a pretty central role in the day-to-day life of our company for our employees, for our team members but also our engagement in the community, it is part of our DNA so it's not sitting there as an asset that people see only as a as a financial asset on the books that's not its role it's it's a terrific way in which the way, the company can engage with the community you know aspects such as Touring exhibitions like the one that we have in Auckland, which we're so we're so thrilled um, that 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 you've been able to um, present ever present our touring exhibition, but sharing the collection with the community, it's a little bit like social glue that brings everybody together. It would certainly be one of the last assets to to, to leave. And if it did, I'd like to think that it would um, go in, in major part to museums and galleries because the work in the West Farmers Collection, the focus has always been on really important works of Australia's cultural heritage that may otherwise go into private hands and never be seen again so our our focus with west farmers has been not to keep our collection behind closed boardroom doors but but share it with the community and and because there are such important aspects of our Australian cultural heritage that, that we have in the collection. The onus is on us to, to share that with the community. Oh, it's an extraordinary collection and, and thank you. There's over 50 oh, it's works our pleasure.
0: from your collection on show right now at the Auckland Art Gallery in the exhibition you mentioned, being enjoyed by the public, wonderful feedback. Oh, it's wonderful for us. For corporates who might be considering developing a, a corporate collection mm. or have one and also engage, or consider their role in uh, cultural uplift, well-being and and arts philanthropy, Mm. what would your advice be as they set out on that journey? What are you looking, what should they be looking for in a not-for-profit partner in the arts sector?
1: Yeah, well, our our focus at West Farmers, which I think has stood us in extremely good stead over the years, is to really focus in on exceptional quality cultural quality, artistic quality at the highest levels and that's not to say elitist but extremely good art is extremely intelligent and people gravitate to it. So we like to work with those arts and cultural institutions and organisations and companies that really kick in goals, that are really punching above their weight in terms of what they can bring artistically into the community Mm. and sharing it with the widest possible population. So that, I think, is always the primary concern because arts and culture at their heart are about inspiring you in your life. Mm. And we certainly find that our involvement with many arts organisations, it brings a level of engagement in the life of the mind that is unique to the arts and brings that into our workplace. And we find people are energised and delighted by that. It's good for business. (laughs) It's good for business. It's good for society.
0: You've also, you mentioned the National Gallery of Australia there. You are the National Gallery of Australia's Indigenous Arts Partner. Yes. And you've contributed enormously to the gallery over the years. I wondered if you might just talk a little bit about why Wes Farmers has such a progressive mm. approach and is, is focused on the uplift of First Nations people and First Nations engagement in the company mm. and also in the collection and, and the way in which you partner.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely vital. Our First Nations art and culture is Australia's single most important contribution to world culture. You can't ignore that. It is what the rest of the world looks to Australia in terms of arts and culture. It's to see the vision of Australia's first peoples. That art and culture is incredibly inspiring. It's, in, it, it's that 65,000 years continuous culture. It's the most important work that we can do, I think, as, as a cultural sector, as museums, galleries, collections, to support and nurture that and be a platform for self-determination in that respect as well. So yes, our, our partnership with the National Gallery of Australia as their Indigenous Arts partner is absolutely critical to that. It's it's a huge part of our collection, our art collection. Um, and and also with the organisations that we support. So beyond the National Gallery of Australia, we're, we're very big supporters of Uriyuk and Aboriginal Theatre. On a national level uh, with the Klontarf Academy that's doing incredible work for education of young people, particularly young Indigenous men. There's there's a whole raft of organisations that the company supports in that area. And over the last 20 or so years that we have been very seriously involved in that space. We've seen such a uplift, I guess, in our own understandings of the value um, and contribution of First Nations Australians and just how critical that engagement needs to be for a healthy society. Mm. We're in the middle of a
0: really important public dialogue in Australia, Mm. which is starting to have some bleed here in New Zealand and being Mm. picked up in our media and conversations. Of course, it's the voice Referendum where Australians will vote mm. on um, the ability for our constitution to be changed to incorporate a consultative committee of Aboriginal, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander leaders mm. from right around the nation yeah. on pol- government policy decisions that impact their lives. When does a corporation take a position on? public dialogue yeah. and government policy and in this case constitutional reform
1: yeah west farmers has come out twice in in terms of these big societal issues to 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 stake a claim for um uh you know for support the first was on marriage equality in australia and the second time is now so west farmers official position is that we are for the yes campaign uh we we seek to support constitutional recognition as a company while respecting of course that whatever our employees however they choose to vote that's absolutely you know up to the individual but as a company we feel it's our obligation really our moral our ethical ob- obligation to support the yes campaign it's vital to australian life and society in the twenty first century,
0: have you seen in the corporate landscape many other companies follow suit and come out with a, a position like this?
1: Uh, I'm not. I don't know that there are many, but certainly some of the key big companies have joined in, in West Farmers in, in that respect and come out. So, in terms of corporate Australia, I think the yes vote has the support of the the business community certainly has you know and that's come from the business council of australia as well that's their position as well
0: but helen west farmers haven't only just taken a position on this they've backed it with financial support your chair michael cheney also on the board of the yes campaign
1: Yes, that's right. Michael Cheney is on the board of Australians for Indigenous Constitutional Recognition. So what's that
0: financial investment looked like and what have shareholders had to say about it?
1: Well, the financial investment, I guess there's a number of corporates that have also put support into it. So everyone is going to come up with, you know, individual opinions um, on that. So we expect a, a robust discussion from our shareholders to play out in, I guess, in the shareholder arena but the importance is that as a company we look to our responsibilities as a as a, a company performing in and contributing to Australia's economy but also to Australia's social fabric and the, the fabric of society. And that has to be the guiding principle at all times. And so the, the company has stayed steadfast on that, that this is in Australia's interest, that we need to move forward together on constitutional change and constitutional recogni- recognition, and that we are not one country if we do not take that stand.
0: Yeah, it's really terrific to see a company doing this, regardless of what happens on the day of the vote. It's created, I think, by virtue of what you, you've you done and the mm. board have chosen to da- to do, no doubt conversation amongst staff. Yeah. You've got yeah. enormous number of employees yeah. uh, as well as the shareholder community, perhaps yeah. a smaller group, I'm not sure, uh, maybe not. Um,
1: Yes, it's it's a large number of it's a large number of employees across the country now too. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, um, so to get people talking on a public issue can can mm. only be uh, a good thing. But what's your hopes personally as an Australian living in WA all these years, working in and around the Indigenous arts space and in, in uh, uplift? Yeah. What's your hope for the public discourse?
1: That. It's my hope for the public discourse is that it has integrity, that 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 we remember that people are individuals, that we believe in equity for all people, as individuals and as collective communities in this country. We're talking about people's lives and we're talking about generations of people's lives here. Can it be too much to ask? that we are not on the same level playing field, that all of us are not on the same level playing field as we have not been over the last centuries. We need to move forward in that respect. I, I, I fully believe that we'll come to the right decision as Australians... Eventually.
0: <laughs> I, I hope that, in the next uh, three months, yes. It would be amazing, wouldn't it? I was reading an article in the Monthly by Don Watson oh, uh, yes. last week. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, the Monthly Australian magazine, mm-hmm. um, about the government's 24-hour consideration of the $368 billion AUKUS submarine oh, yes. deal, Yes. which seemed to go through without m- many headlines in the papers. And yet... Here we are. Um, what at the Constitution, 1901? Yeah. It's 2014, and we we're still sure. discussing whether um, Indigenous people should be able to have a voice on issues that impact their community. Mm. It seems kind of quite extraordinary, doesn't it? Yeah, it's mm. it,
1: it's from another it's from another time entirely. We are we are, we are so much more sophisticated and so much more contemporary as a society now that has no place in the way we live today in the, in a modern world mm. so yeah but I have a very I have a, I keep positive. I think we're I think we're going to make some real change in this next decade in Australia. It
0: wouldn't be nice to feel really proud um, of of um, indeed of being Australian. Um, just to finish up, I guess I'm wondering you're here in New Zealand. We're yes. celebrating this incredible exhibition ever present, the First Nations Art, uh, People's Art, First People's Art of Australia, and yeah. I wondered. Given your support for First Nations artists uh, and Capability Uplift, what message you might like to leave with New Zealand corporations during your time here in, in New Zealand?
1: Yeah, look, I would say having an involvement in arts and culture, particularly First Nations arts and culture, is so incredibly rewarding at every level It's rewarding internally for your people, for your staff, for your stakeholders. It's rewarding in terms of your engagement more broadly with the community and with society. There's no downside to it. It can become part of the DNA of your own company. It has huge reputational ramifications. And part of that is that the pressure continues to be on you to do the right thing. So it keeps us all to account. I think that's fantastic, but it keeps us to account in the most enjoyable and inspiring way. It is innovation. It is critical thinking. It's always future-focused. It talks about the big ideas and the big issues that face humanity and what it is to be human. And that's what keeps us all going. That's what sustains us all as individuals and as societies, ultimately. Thanks so much for talking with me today,
0: Helen. Thank you, Kirsten. It's been a delight. You've been listening to Cultured Conversation. I'm your host, Kirsten Lacey, and I've been joined by Helen Carroll from Wes Farmers in Perth, Western Australia. You can dip into more episodes of the podcast series at www.aucklandartgallery.com, iHeartRadio, Business Desk, um, or indeed any of your favourite podcast platforms. (music) Thank <music> you.